You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> Alright, what up? Welcome back. Episode 121 of the Wide Right Podcast. We are your hosts, Ryan Hunt and Robert Letton in this podcast brought to you by Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Another two big wins for these beloved football teams that we thought would have two combined wins for the entire year. Giants come away with a big win against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Came down to about four plays in the end, and the Giants got all of them. The uh, Julian Love pick, the two touchdowns uh, in the fourth quarter, then the Kayvon Thibodeau strip sack. Uh, Brees Hall, once again, proves he is the clear-cut lead lead dog in that backfield. I don't think there's any discussion whether it's him or Michael Carter after the last two weeks. Jets get another big win. Uh, And Russell Wilson sucks again. The Broncos are stuck with him until 2040. And uh, Garoppolo lost. And, yeah, that's basically it. Rob, what's going on? You know, pumped about the wins. You know? The wins, like plural? Wins. Well, both our teams won. Yeah, but I'm saying you pumped that the Giants won because you're not a Giants fan. Like I, like I. Yeah, I mean, honestly, hey, I didn't think they were gonna win. I really, like I, I said it on last podcast. I think that I thought the Giants were gonna. So did I. I the Giants were gonna lose by. I at least, I at least digits. said, I at least said that I would have given them a little faith if it was, the line was like seven and a half. I told yeah, you the bet of the I week. Mean, I, I told you the lock of the week was Jets plus seven and a half. That yeah, seems like I, free I money. So I even told my friend, like he was like, oh, you guys. He's like, you guys are away, no shot. I'm taking that. I go, the real lock is Jets money line, and I was right again. And I don't know thing, what the money like, line was. I forget. It was probably crazy because it was what? It was seven and a half. So the money line had to be at least two something, maybe even yeah, three something. Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't know exactly what it was. I forget. But yeah, so huge win. And and in terms of like the Giants, I mean, I'm not a Giants fan, but like I kind of enjoy watching them like be successful. Like obviously. I think from I think from our high school days where like we were both super annoying about the teams, it's kind of changed a lot since then because like you would just talk so much shit about the Giants every time they won, so it was like the absolute worst. Well, but growing now, up, yeah. As, we, as we've matured, that we don't really do that anymore. That I don't really care anymore. Like no one's really. I don't know if we've matured. Us. I think we're just exhausted. We don't feel like. Yeah, I don't. We, I, exactly. <laughs> I don't think we feel like yelling at each other. <laughs> that long anymore and so we're not really, and we're not all like getting together to hang out for 10 minutes in the hallway before like first period uh in high yeah. school like it's not yeah that. <laughs> so it's a lot different not, like, now, yelling but, at each other yeah i mean i was surprised i mean i think i think this this year is just i think crazy i mean i expected the ravens to be really good but they've obviously had their setbacks um no one expected the giants i mean the giants are what the two seed in the in the NFC or three seed? The Jets are the three seed in the AFC. No, nah, they wouldn't anybody... be because the Giant. Well, the Gi- the uh, Eagles are the Eagles one. Eagles are one. So if the the yeah. season ended today, which the I are what, the I two oh, or the three. Uh, no, nah, they're the, the they're five. 
Oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. The division because winners, yeah. The division winners. Yeah, yeah, they don't. It's not like yeah, but like, but I hate when people say that. They're like, if the season ended today, I'm like, well, the season does not end today. Yeah. <laughs> like that's why. Well, the Jets it, have the third best record, and that, and that's what I mean. The do the thing that I do love is when when it comes to like playoff talk is they have the guy, um, what's his name, Karnacki on Football Night in America, who does the uh, he works for NBC and he does like the. Uh, probability rates or whatever for each team that's like in the hunt, like what needs to happen in different yeah. scenarios, lays it out. It's amazing. Uh, I think he did stuff for the Olympics as well because that's also he works for NBC. I think. Um, yeah. I don't know what his like main thing is other than just doing random stats like during these broadcasts that people love. I don't know, but I if the season I'm gonna say what I I'm gonna say the phrase that I just said I hate if the season did end today the Giants should be the number five seed because it's they're the second it's the tied for the second best record in yeah because uh, of Minnesota but Minnesota's got to be the, yeah, the Jets would be the sixth seed of course like because, the thing that they pissed have a better record off, than though, the Titans and the Ravens and the, the thing that the Chargers, like, I think I think the, oh, the Chargers, that's annoying. The Chargers have one extra win or two they've they've one extra one but they lost one in the division so yeah the thing that like is annoying though for the giants is that like the one year where they're starting to win games the nfc east is all of a sudden like goes from the Good. worst division of football <laughs> to the best yeah yeah i mean and you, if you want to exclude uh washington that's just fine like they, <laughs> yeah. they're still no, I mean, they haven't just, they haven't exactly changed they're yeah. they're I mean, two the, and the four NFC as East has the you know the one undefeated team left. They have the Giants and they have who are five and one and, and they, they look the and that undefeated Cowboys team looks are four good. And two. I think those those might be the I mean if these two teams those are going to be two big games at the end of the year. I think the I forget when the Giants and Eagles play. I believe it's I know I think it's the last week of the year. I want to say they play both of their games are in the later portion of the year. So those are going to yeah. be like two huge games, especially if – yeah, so they play each other in week 18 and then week – so 14 and then week 18. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Jets week, play the Bills pretty big late games. because they don't, don't play them until the 6th, which is what week like – they play sixth, in week – they week like the 6th of November. So what week are we on now? I don't know. Oh, that's the Giants bye week. That's why I don't see that date. That's week 9. Yeah, so they play in week yeah. nine, and then they follow up, and they play in week 13. Like, those are going to be huge games <laughs> The for the Jets. The, they, um, I mean, it's crazy because the Jets only have one – like, even after this coming week, they only have one divisional game, yeah. like, played so far. And then they go oh, back – then they go back to back to back and pass Bills, Pats. Yeah. Well, it's it's Pats, Bills by Pats, but still, that's yeah. three. Like, I mean, those three we'll – those into are the, three massive games. We'll get into the whole schedule thing, but I want to I wanna talk about, like, the – as I said it before, uh, with this Giants win over the Ravens. First of all, I went a couple weeks. I think I said this a couple, um, couple episodes ago. I went a couple weeks ago, right to the. They played the Bears and they had they wore the retro home uniforms. They need to wear those every game, every every home game, any chance, every home game, and every time they go play Dallas in Dallas because Dallas always has to wear white. For whatever reason. Yeah. And nobody said anything about it. I feel like everybody's just been quiet about that forever. Like, I, Dallas doesn't wear those dark, the, you know, blue. They don't wear, they only wear their white uniforms all the time. But the Giants got to wear their retro uniforms every home game. Uh, they did not on Sunday, but whatever. It, as I said before, 
it came down to it was mostly a boring game. And when the, the Ravens went up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter, you thought it was it, it's you thought it was just going to slowly fade. And that's going to be it. Because I the, obviously the Giants were four and one entering this game. But I told you last week, I didn't think they're going to win this game. I thought, you know, I, I know they were able to beat the Packers and they shut Aaron Rodgers out in the second half. But we we both agreed the Ravens receiving corpus is better, a little bit better uh, than Green Bay's. Obviously, I think a lot of receiving corpus are better than Green Bay's at this point. Yeah. Uh, but and it was we thought it was going to it seemed like one of those games where the, when the Ravens took a 20 to 10 lead, it was just going to be one of those. One of those days, but it came down to four plays. Julian, uh, excuse me, the Daniel Bellinger touchdown, and on Daniel Bellinger, they weren't even supposed to utilize tight ends much in this offense from the start. They didn't even prioritize. Not that they really had the money to prioritize any position in free agency, but they didn't. They signed two guys and signed two tight ends in free agency, and then both are not playing. They cut one and then they put one on uh, IR for the year, so none of them are playing. Uh, and all of a sudden, and then they don't draft a tight end until the fourth round, Daniel Ballinger. And all of a sudden, Daniel Ballinger is a guy who steps up in the big moments. You know, he's not going to give you the Kelsey numbers because nobody is except for Kelsey. Yeah. But he's exactly. Yeah, exactly. And Andrews was, oh, my God. Andrews was phenomenal against the Giants. Uh, I, I, I did have, I, he was on my fantasy team for the week. <laughs> Mark Andrews has been on at least one of my fantasy teams every year for four years. Um, good. You gotta have him. Yeah, 100%. But Daniel Bellinger is one of those guys that when a play needs to be made, he can make the play. Like he can, he can be the one to step up. And it's, which is crazy to think because going into the year you have, yeah, he looks like he could be a nice player, Bellinger, but you have all these receivers, you know, Galladay, Tony, Robinson, Shepard, like everybody. And, uh, you know, to the point where all the tight ends sort of become an afterthought. But now the receivers are com- becoming an afterthought because you have Galladay and Tony w- aren't playing. Uh, Wando Robinson just came back from injury and he he looked good on Sunday. I think what he and I'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, Shepard's out for the year. So now Bellinger is sort of in this role where he's got to step up more than he was initially expected to. And he steps up and makes plays and. He, I think he's someone that Daniel Jones is building trust with, because Daniel Jones hasn't had, hasn't really. It, there's been a connection, like a consistent quarterback receiver connection, Daniel Jones has had with anybody since that during the league. It's it's Darius Slayton. So there hasn't been in four years, there hasn't been many guys that Daniel has, I feel clicked with on a consistent basis. Like him and Shep, him and Slayton can get on a roll, and they did just last week. Like they still can do that. Um, I think Bellinger is going to be a big piece uh, for the rest of the year, especially when it comes to those those when those trips to the red zone, because that's where you got to look for him. That's where he shines. Uh, and and he did have the rushing touchdown on the double reverse against Green Bay. I feel like they would have went the Jones down at the goal line if he wasn't hurt <laughs> during that game. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. But so it was that. And then the Julian Love interception, which was fantastic because O'Shane Zimenez, the edge rusher, was supposed to rush the passer he saw the snap was bobbled and it went uh Lamar had to run back and pick it up he said to reporters he's like he didn't think he he knew right away he was going to catch Lamar so he just dropped back in coverage so but like that's it like that's the good coaching that wouldn't happen under Joe Judge like that's the type of stuff that's the type of coaching that like is that's why this team is five and one this team still doesn't have a lot of talent it's not like 
all of a sudden, it's not like guys have just become superstars. No. There are nice players. Bellinger is a nice player. Wando Robinson was a nice surprise yesterday. And uh, on Sunday, rather, Wando Robinson basically proved that Kadarius Tony may be even more expendable than we thought. Yeah. Because if he's going to be, if there's a speedy, shifty slot receiver, which is what Tony was supposed to be, but this one's actually going to play and produce, you know, Tony hasn't scored a touchdown in two years. (laughs) Wandell had uh, three catches yesterday, or I keep saying yesterday, three catches Sunday and his first ever touchdown. He was hurt the first quarter of his first game and he just came back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, Andrew Thomas has more touchdowns than, uh, than, uh, Tony? Zach Dude, Wilson I... has more touchdowns, catch receiving touchdowns than Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay combined. Like Andrew Thomas. I saw something that I saw a stat on Twitter that I I, I saw and I was like, there is I, I I thought it was fake, and it definitely was. So it was a typo. I, and I I saw people falling for it. I think it was like Andrew Thomas has more catches in the last two years than Galladay and Tony combined. Oh, no, it's not. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, touchdowns, yes. Yes, he doesn't. I don't know, but it said catches and people are like, oh, this is insane. Of course they believe it because Galladay and Tony haven't played. Unless you watch the Giants every week and you probably think they've never played. And so uh, people fell for it. Everyone's like, oh, my God, is this true? It's like, No. There was a game last year where Tony had 10 catches. That should already settle the debate. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It should already settle the debate if Andrew Thomas has had more catches. It was so weird. Um, But, yeah, so the the Julian Love pick and then the Saquon touchdown uh, to take the lead. And then the K-Bond, the the Thibodeau strip sack at the end, that's why why you draft him. Yeah. they, they, They make that investment for that type of play and that type of scenario at that point in the game too. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're, you're using a top, what was it? He's your, is he your third, your third five. overall pick. Five. Who's your five? Neil was seven. Oh, you had five and seven. Who had third? But yeah, I mean. Single, um, what's his name? Houston. Um, I mean, that's the thing is like at the end of the day, that like you said. What's his name? Cause I'm going to go nuts. Cornerback. Oh, LSU. Stingley. Stingley. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I mean, 100. You're if you're using a first round pick like that, such that high, you're you're obviously, you know, you're expecting him to make those to make those, you know, those kind of clutch, those big clutch plays. Yeah. Um. So I guess is it my turn to go, to break down the Jets game? I don't know. We were we were players. taking turns. Well, I mean, all I heard, all, all I, I just kind of. No, I'm going on a rant. I'm saying nine. like it was. <laughs> I'm not going on a rant. I was first of all, if you want me to go on a rant, I'll talk to you about the NJ Transit trip to the stadium on Sunday because that was no. Cool. I'm good. I'm good. I don't. I don't think the viewers want to hear that. The trains either. that leave Secaucus, they go from Secaucus to Me- the Meadowlands, right? It's an easy trip, but there's like three trains that'll leave Secaucus to go to the Meadowlands. It'll be like say 1134, 1141, 1148. I shouldn't have brought this up. I'm on, I'm on the 1134 train, and all of a sudden, it's 1137, 1138. Train's not moving. Train's not going to MetLife. And I'm thinking, they're getting all the people. They're waiting for all the people to get onto the train before the train leaves, which I can't believe because there's other trains leaving for the same destination after. They can just get on them. And if the train leaves at a certain time and they're not there to get on the train at that certain time, then the train leaves. Like, that's how trains work. 
So why are we waiting? So the trip every time to MetLife takes like 15 more minutes. But it was a great game, and it came down to four plays. <laughs> now you go ahead. I didn't know we were taking turns, but you can go ahead. It seemed like we were because the way you went, like you were just like, oh. You, you see, you, you're up. the one who texted me Sunday night. You're like, yo, podcast is going to be lit. The podcast like, is going to yeah, be lit. I was like, yeah, but we got to wait till Tuesday so we could just laugh at Russell Wilson. And we, Well, he might be injured. But anyway, let's go to the Jets game first. I mean, well, I'm not, not laughing about that. I'm just la- like. No, I, I'm not. Just about how bad he is now. Yeah. Yeah. How about, about how, how bad that team is? Yeah, the whole team is just, I mean, oh, man. Like, I actually saw an interesting tweet about this. And it was about how bad Hackett is as a coach. He was like, Melvin Gordon could eat into Javante Williams' snaps. Like, but can't eat into the Latavius Murray snaps. Like, Murray is, like, the workhorse now. But, like, Melvin Gordon was, like, almost has as many snaps as Javante Williams, who, before the injury, Javante Williams, as a talent, was a top 10 running back, no doubt. Like, the guy is ridiculous now. Obviously, we'll see what happens. But, but yeah. So, anyway, going into the Jets, I mean, we'll talk. I mean, first thing I had to bring up is Quinn Williams and how good he is. And I'll just make this quick remark about PFF and how bad they are at their job. But oh, they dude, you apparently, love said, apparently said he was rated like a 60, which is like yeah, terrible. Was, yeah. And he had <laughs> it was, it sacks, was pretty low. Block kick, like two sacks, a block kick, a bunch of pressures. Like, I mean, and like I saw one guy like from PFF who's a Dolphins fan. So, I mean, you know, take this with a grain of salt. He was like, oh, all his – all his sacks came off other people's pressures and yada, yada, yada. Even though on the sack before the blocked punt, he literally just dominated the guy on him and then sacked Aaron Rodgers completely alone by himself. So that's my little yeah. quip it. But the way Quinn is playing this year is kind of what we expected of him when we drafted him. And, you know, we saw flashes of it throughout and he was playing very well, but there is a legit debate that he is – that he has had the best season so far of D-tackles, and that includes over Aaron Donald. And I will stick to that. There is a, I'm not saying he is better. I'm saying this season he has looked just as good as him. And there's definitely – if he continues this That's the way he's going. I mean, dude, I saw the stats. He has, I think, one less pressure but one more sack. They have the same amount of strips. Like, I mean, Quinnen is, is – I mean, he's doing phenomenal. I mean, and as of right now, he is an all – he is first-team all-pro. Now, obviously, he could slow down and he could drop, but like he is playing at an all-pro level, like without a doubt, which is kind of what we expected when we drafted him. And it's good for him because he's coming to his, you know, his payday. He's coming to his, like, he's going to get an extension. Um, so he was, I mean, he was phenomenal. He was, he was great. You have, I mean, the whole D line overall was phenomenal. I mean, JFN had a sack. Um, Carl Lawson, I don't believe Carl Lawson had a sack, but he created a lot of space. He has a lot of moves that work really well for him. Um, like the Sheldon Rankin mm-hmm. sack, he, he created that because he took two linemen with him with one move. Um, so, yeah, he did well. I mean, Michael Clemens, he he did really well, which is, I think it's a huge surprise for the Jets. I mean, he's a fifth-round pick. Um, and then I think, obviously, you kind of have to talk about Sauce. I mean, Sauce was unbelievable. Um, the clear-cut favorite as of right now for defensive player of the year. There was the few... You know, the Alan Lazar break. Defensive yeah, player or defensive rookie? Defensive rookie of the year. Sorry. Defensive I was like, defensive player, dude. No, defensive player, he would need more picks because that's half the time that they look at is just stats. Um, oh, I know. But, yeah, no, you're But totally defensive right. rookie of the year, he is, I think, as of right now, especially with Hutchinson having that injury, 
She is the, uh-huh. the clear favorite, but I mean, like I said, they look at stats more so. So if Hutchinson comes back and ends with like 15 sacks or whatever he ends up with, like he could win. But I mean, yeah. watching Sauce play, we haven't seen someone of this caliber in the da- in, in the defensive backfield for the Jets since. I mean, mm. you could say Jamal. Jamal was elite when he was on the Jets, but like in terms of corners, Sauce. And I know this. Not saying he's as good, but he is resembling what we saw with Revis. He has movement that's unmatched and he has locked down almost everyone he's faced so far and and it's only his rookie year so i mean it makes sense we did draft him you know fourth overall so you would expect him to you know be as good as he is but i mean he is you know a huge reason as to why the jets are being successful and a huge reason as to why the 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 packers couldn't get anything going in the air because there just wasn't i mean you you just look at the two pass breakups on lazard and dobbs and let alone yeah that's enough. And then oh, yeah. kind of looking more so on the offensive side, I mean, Brees Hall is, like we said earlier, the clear workhorse back. Um, there's no doubt. I mean, Michael Carter had six carries, Brees Hall had 20. Um, and Brees obviously had that long touchdown that kind of at that point sealed the game. Um, yeah, I and, did. I, I, I did see because I didn't like I didn't get the because the Giants game was on at the same time, which I hate when they yeah. yell. But I did end up seeing like the Brees. uh the Bree- I, I, that's why they wanted to draft him so early, just because that yeah. that ability for that home run ability, just to get because I don't know if you can trust Wilson just yet on uh, putting together methodical drives every time. No, like you need you, you, you need some you sort of big yeah. play. Yeah, and, and I think, but also like it's the perfect thing for Wilson because as as you could tell from these games, especially last game, Wilson doesn't need to win the game. Wilson right. didn't lose us the game. I mean, 10 of 18 is not great. Um, so like, I mean, it's like 110 yards, no touchdowns. Like, he didn't have a good game. He, But he, at the same time, he didn't lose us the game. He did enough to where we could win. And that's that's what Brees is there for, to take that pressure off of him, which, which I think is mightily important for him. Because he, I think a lot of the times last year, you had him get into games where like he felt he had to win the game himself. And that's where you saw the turnovers coming. That's where you saw... The mistakes happening because he was too aggressive. He he thought he had to win the game, but he's at the point now where he realizes, okay, I don't have to force these throws because, you know, I like Brees, you know, went for 20 carries, 116 yards. Our defense blocked the punt, returned it. Like we're winning the game, so at this point, what I need to do is just put us in position to kind of maybe I need to make a big throw every here and there on third down to get us that first down. And, the, you know, the run game can do the rest. Like, and, and that's fine. And obviously, like, Zach has not performed to the, you know, as, as much as I would hope. Um, and I like I said, I think on last podcast, we're still waiting for that game where Zach, like, takes over and really shows that big playability. Like he did yeah. last year against the Titans. And I think every Jets fan is kind of waiting for that. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, the offense is at right now is, is Zach doesn't have to win the game. It would be nice to see them take more chances. I think they are being a little bit too, and I think you saw this in the first half. I think they're being too, you know, sluggish. They're not taking enough chances. I mean, Elijah Moore had his comments that he wasn't happy um, about not getting the ball, which is fair. He had zero targets, which I think is obviously ridiculous for yeah, a guy that has as much skill as he does. But, you just got to stay patient, though. There's just too many. Yeah. There's too many mouths to feed in that on that offense, which and is such a good problem to have. Obviously, yeah, but you also remember a... he with the amount of like you have so much focus on Brees, you have, and then after that the focus is on him and Garrett Wilson, and not to mention you go up against the Packers who have one of the best cornerback duos in the league. 
Um, so what does that free up? Well, it, let, let's see what the Jets did. You know, Uzama had had two big catches. Conklin had one big catch. And Corey Davis had two huge catches. He had the long bomb, and then he had a first down that was massive to continue a drive. So, like you said, he has to be more patient. Like, his, like it's going to come eventually that he's going to be open. He's going to get his one-on-ones with maybe not as great receivers. Uh, I mean, not as great corners. And I think mm-hmm. he'll have his games where he pops off. But like you said, there's too many mouths. And they're being very patient with Zach. And they're not forcing him to do too much yeah. yet because they're winning games. I think if, if it was different and, you know, the package put up 40 points, the game script is completely different. Zach has to throw the ball more. They have to be more aggressive. But, I mean, when you give up, what was it, three points in the first half to the Packers, like you don't have to make that. You don't have to be like, all right, we need to go out there and score points now because eventually it worked. Like eventually the run game took over and eventually they were able to score points and hence why they won. So I think it'll be a lot of the same next game. You know, the Broncos have a pretty solid defense. Um, and, you know, they have uh, Patrick Sertan, who's been really good this year. So I think it'll be more of the but same. The thing and, like, with Elijah, the thing with Elijah is like he it's not like he's been a non-factor, though, the whole time. Yeah. Like, it's just this couple games. Yeah. And like and it'll come you know, like it's. Because they want to give the ball to Brees, and they want to get the ball to Garrett Wilson, and they want to get the ball to Corey Davis, who's finally staying healthy and actually producing like a thirty-seven yeah. million dollar receiver. It's it, it, they, they have two want to get Michael Carter involved. Yeah, they picked up two tight ends, and they drafted another one, which I know that he's been a healthy scratch. But I mean, there's what I'm saying is there's a lot of guys on the roster. Like there's a lot, and there's a lot of guys yeah. at those three positions, and uh, you know, having too many good playmakers is that's that's a good problem to have you know what i mean like this is an organization this is a team that was desperate for anybody yeah. the last i mean the t- this team hasn't made the playoffs in 12 years you know it, it it's i think elijah moore just needs to you know it, it's it's just a couple game stretch where he's not as involved and it's not like he's two games ago he caught three balls for 53 yards it's not like he's been on the bench yeah, and two no, games ago, he played 90%. It's just that he wasn't targeted once. But, like, that happens to every receiver. There's, you always see every year, like, oh, so-and-so didn't have any targets today. It's like... Yeah, and there's all this chatter. Yeah. There's all this chatter, and then, like, the next week, they're... They, like, week one, people are like, why aren't they using Garrett Wilson that much? And then week two, he scores two touchdowns. Yeah. You know, it's... It go. It's by like these things are by design sometimes. They're by game plan. They they go in and it's you know oh that's we gotta they want to use Corey Davis more this week for this reason or it's you know Elijah it, it, Elijah Moore's opportunities will come at some point like it's yeah it's it's, and, it's not and the thing I, is I understand like you- I understand the Jets I guess fans PTSD with uh, Denzel Mims. The whole, that yeah. whole situation, I can probably, I, I could probably say with enough certainty that it's not going to end up like that, where Elijah no, well, Moore just becomes. Elijah a, Moore has shown how good he can or, be. Yeah, well, Elijah yeah. Moore has shown how good he can be, and he is like he plays the most out of any receiver. So he is, to, according to yeah. the Jets, he is a wide receiver one, and I think according to a lot of defenses they face, he is wide receiver one. I mean, some, I mean, how many you know teams really line up like Mark one on one? anymore not really a lot especially like the Packers but like you go to one side you go to the other side there's a good corner on you no matter what um so like I was saying yeah. I mean that frees up Brees that frees up the tight ends that frees up Corey Davis and three wide receiver sets 
So at the end of the day, like it will come when he maybe faces a team that, you know, that maybe he doesn't have as good of a defense or even like more of the fact, like if you look at all the games, like when they had Flacco, they were playing from behind. So they kind of had a score, but like you look at the Steelers, there was never like a huge push. I mean, obviously the last drive when the Jets won the game on it with Zach leading the charge, like that was, you know, obviously pass heavy, but like you look at the Packers, and the and the game plan was never pass heavy, and I truthfully don't think that changes this week. I think you know with how successful the run game is, I think any offensive coordinator would be stupid to to have the idea of oh let's be a pass first offense. I mean Brees Hall is dominating. You can then whenever he's tired, you bring in Michael Carter, and he's able to do not as well, but he's still no slouch. Like he's still a very good running back. So you even when Brees is off, you can still run the ball. Or you just mm-hmm. do a quick screen or dish it to him. So I think it'll be – I think the big test will be more so, like, when the Jets are maybe playing behind, which I don't think, you know, I you know, I mean, not to, like, predict anything or whatever, but, I mean, the Broncos have played atrocious. They have looked horrible. And yeah. not that this matters, really, but Russ may be injured. Um, he may be out for a few weeks. No one really knows the extent of his injury. They know he's in real pain. They're going to do some tests. I don't think it's been – released yet as to what happened or what the injury is obviously not how long he's going to be out if he is out but like the jets again i think are going to go to the run game i don't think they're going to be playing behind whether it is with rush or without i think the jets should be able to handle that offense no matter what the run game isn't great without javante and they have they have solid receivers but not he's day to day sauce and dj yeah he's day to day but the receivers are not better than what the jets have already faced in terms of like tyreek hill jalen waddle T. Higgins and um, Jamar Chase. So I expect, for the most part, the Jets' defense to hold pretty steady. Um, So, again, I think the Jets are going to take it slow. I think the Jets think, no, in the long run, they're going to be able to win. I think that, you know, maybe they don't have to get the passing game going right away. Um, Uh And I hope the run game takes over again. And even if so, I I really don't know how many points the Jets are going to need to really win this game, especially if it's, you know, with the way Russ is playing. Oh, my God. Dude, they're going to need – 18. Yeah. That's like, and I, that's, I think I'm that looking the Jets at the, are pretty um, certain they can get one touchdown alone from Brees or Michael Carter. And then at that point, how many times can you just get in field goal range to kick two or three? And the game's basically over. Like, the over under is Plus, your defense, you can trust to possibly get a touch. Not, I mean, not trust, but like, you know, they're going to probably put you in some decent, you know, situations with, you know, just sacks, interceptions, fumbles, you know. So, it's not going to take a lot, I don't think. And I think that the Jets trust the run game at this point so much. And it's only going to get better with people coming back off injury. So, like, the mm. O-line is absolutely decimated. The line in that game is, a yeah, the Jets Jets plus one and a half. Yeah, it line. was plus three and a half. Right. Now it's plus one and a half. I mean, I, I mean, at that point, it's so low that you just take the money line. But, I, I mean, and I was actually talking with, you know, to kind of going more into the schedule and stuff. I mean, this is a game the Jets have to win. The Jets – if the Jets want to be a playoff contention team, if they want to make the playoffs, this is a game they have to win. Because their schedule does not get easier. Like, I was looking, I was comparing the Jets and Giants. The Giants have some pretty easy games. Oh, my God. The, Jets, the Giants could go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to get ahead of. Like, I'm not going to, like, predict anything. But the, Jets could I legit, mean, the Giants could legit be 9-1. I know. I know. If they could like go. Jags, if if they just go 2-2, two two, they have – the, the Giants the next four games have who? Uh, Jacksonville, Seattle, Jags. 
Houston, and then Detroit. Houston, and then Detroit. Those are all they very just go, I know, but even if they just go two and two, like, they're still seven and three. Seven and three. Yeah. And then you face the Commanders twice. Yeah, still. Yeah. It's and then you, the and Commanders you the twice and the Colts. Uh, the Colts, I mean, I, they could beat the Colts, yeah. But um, I just, I the Colts are a little bit, uh, yeah, it's a tough I game. don't know. I don't know about, I think the Colts will have a little bit more talent around um, well, JT should Matt be back Ryan. Then, so. What? Yeah, but I mean, looking at the Jets, like, you got Broncos. And the reason I'm saying this is a must-win game, because you, then you have Pats, Bills, Pats. And oh, I yeah. think, I mean, if you come out, if you somehow come out of that 2-1, and one, that is phenomenal. But in re- realisticness, I really think that, I mean, realistically, I, I really think they split with the Pats and they lose the Bills. Like, could we beat the Bills? Yes. But, like, if I, if I had to guess, I don't see it happening. And then uh-huh. they get the Bears, which, like I said, I mean, there's a few must-win games for the Jets. And it's Broncos, Bears, Lions, Jags. And that'll put, put them at eight wins, which is not enough to get in the playoffs. So the other wins have to come from two against the Pats, one against, uh, two against the Bills, one against, the, one against Seattle, and one against Miami. And I think to guarantee they get in, I think you need 11 wins. I think you need to go 11 and 6. I don't know if 10 and 7 will get you in. It'll be close. But 10 and 7 is going to get you in in the NFC. <laughs> I mean, those, yeah. that it is that conference. I mean, the, the, the thing is, is like right now, the AFC kind of looks like pretty open because like four and two is like, I mean, four and two is the Chargers and the Jets, the five and six. So mm-hmm. it's like that's solid, obviously, for them. But like you also, but at the same time, like, I mean, you assume certain teams are going to pick it back up. Like, right. you, I, I mean, I don't think I don't feel comfortable being like, oh, yeah, like you know, going, you know, nine and eight is going to get you in. Like, I mean, is it possible? Maybe. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, yeah. like. I'm just saying in the NFC, like, it's, if you look at the latest. Teams. If you look at the latest power rankings from ESPN, uh, four of the bottom five teams are in the NFC. Because uh, it's Panthers and Lions are at 32 and 31. Texans at 30. That's the lone AFC. Okay. And then Bears. 29 commanders 28 and the giants have four games uh total against those five teams because they play the commanders twice Twice. they play the texans they play the lions they've already beaten the bears and they've already beaten the panthers yeah like that's how easy the giant schedule is yeah the giant schedule is definitely easy i mean yeah but again i don't want to predict or get ahead of myself or to say that they're gonna be nine and one but they just and like that that like being five and one puts you at such an advantage just overall i mean the one game is huge like if you were just like if the jets were to have somehow beat like i mean two losses they were to somehow have beaten like the ravens let's just say like giants had they just somehow beat the ravens like if the jets are sitting five and one right now like i mean that's one last game you have to win so like if you drop a game to a bad team, but then you could pick one up, like, that's huge. At this point, like, like I said, with the Broncos, the Bears, the Lions, the Jags, like, those four, those are four games that only get you to eight wins. That's why those are, like, they almost have to be must-win games. Right. Because if you want to make a serious push, like, you, like I said, you're going to need 11, maybe. Like, maybe you can get away with 10, but you're, but 11 would almost guarantee it. So, you know. Right. Four and two is a great start, and like I think we should beat all those teams. Um, and I even left off the Seahawks, which I think we should win. Um, but you know, at this point, you know they're definitely looking at playoffs, and I'm not saying there's anything that won't 
stop no, every I, game there. I, I think either team has got to start thinking. I mean, not that they have to start thinking, but I think when it comes to talking about these two teams, I think you got to start at some point thinking about playoff aspirations because especially with the Giants because of how bad that conference is. You know, and they still have I know they still have two games against uh, Philly. I know they still have another game against Dallas. Uh, I know that, you know, maybe they don't match up well on, against the Colts. So, that, you know, that's that's a game of that life on January 1st. That's not exactly uh, any of the warm weather. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. it's there's who knows what happens the rest of the year. Game. So it's a tough game. Vikings, but both the Jets and the Giants face the Vikings, and it's going to be two really tough yeah, games. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Vikings are you another You face tough the game. Vikings in Minnesota on December 24th. Yeah. Do they have a dome? Yeah. Ah, okay. They used to not. For not, yeah, not for. Say, I, no, I no, they. Say, I remember them not having a dome, but they do they, now. They didn't have a dome for, so they had that, the the dome collapse. Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I forget what it was called. Yeah. Uh, but that that the dome collapsed and a couple of years ago they they moved out of there and they played I think for a couple of years in the uh, University of Minnesota Stadium which is outdoor. That's where Blair Walsh yeah. missed the kick. That's where Blair Walsh missed the kick against Seattle in the playoffs. Oh, I remember that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was so outdoors. the Jets, the Vikings have been as well. No, but I mean, dude, they have like they have some real cold weather games. Late in the year, the Giants. I mean, when you get to December, yeah. you got I mean, you got two home games to start in, December. I mean, yeah, being being at home is gonna be cold. The Jets play the right. Bears on the 27th. I mean, this is like the Jets play Jets play in Buffalo on December 11th. Oh God, that's gonna be cold. The Jets play. What home was on the December date of the game last that's year? Be oh wow, the Jets go the Jets go December 4th. They go they go at Minnesota, which is a dome. Then they go at Buffalo in New York in New York at Seattle. That's their like. Oh my Four God. games in a row that are gonna be freezing, and then they go, then they end with at Miami, which is yeah. a nice change of pace. But at Miami, it's gonna be. And here's the thing: is the Jets, I mean, and the Giants, the Jets and the Giants, really, you know, cold weather shouldn't. They're gonna have flip the script too much because they have the run game that's been successful. Um, they're gonna anything, have like, what? They're gonna go to Miami for the last game of the regular season and have to go right back to cold back weather to be in Kansas yep. City for the wild card round. Yeah, oh, great, and then we'll get shit out of my back. Be shivering, <laughs> shivering, sweating, shivering. Yep, and then we'll get oh, absolutely God. dismantled. Hey, maybe it snows so much for some reason, and they have to run the ball, and Brees just wins us the game. <laughs> I remember, like, I, 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 I remember when a couple years ago, I forget what playoff game, I, I forget who the Chiefs were facing at home in the playoffs. It may have been the Colts. Uh, but I feel like, or it may have been the Pats for the AFC Championship game, whatever. But they, there was what was described as like an ice blast or something. Like I remember, like th- there was Schefter tweeted it out. It was called like an ice blast, and I'm like, of course, it's something I've never heard of. Um, and then oh, it was. So this is January of 2019. So this has got to be the. Uh, uh, this has got to be the cheat. Yeah, this is the. AFC Championship game that year. The Chiefs Patriots, when what's his name went offside and then Brady went down and scored. so it said um <laughs> it says Arctic Blast. Arctic Blast, never heard of that before. Like, exa- like a- yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you hear that, you're sounds like Sounds like a Pokemon move. Yeah, it sounds fake. It's like that's how cold it is. 
It sounds fake. Yeah. Like, of course, like that's what's just going to happen. Jets are going to be in Miami. The Jets are going to take the boat picture in Miami, and then you're going to be following the bus. (laughs) Nah, the Jets will be fine. They they, they have talent. No, not used to it, not used to the playoffs, and all of a sudden you get there, you get too (laughs) cocky, and then the boat picture comes out, you drop a bunch of balls against Green Bay, and then you lose, and then you never win a game again until this year. If that happens, like, I'm never doing this podcast again. I'm going to cry every weekend. 2026. Both teams, it's just like 2026, like neither team worked out. Everybody got fired. (laughs) Like everybody, both teams started out hot for the first six weeks of 2022, then never won again. Yeah, they literally just sucked ass for the rest of the... We're all just like sitting here like, what happened? Yeah, I would be crying. I would honestly be crying. (laughs) Yeah, you'd be crying. Garoppolo's Uh, won three more, Garoppolo's won three (laughs) Super Bowls. That would make me cry, 100%. Can you imagine? <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Trey, Lance and Garoppolo, Trey Lance and Jordan Love have never started a game since. Speaking of, Jimmy G looked terrible. Okay, not terrible. Oh, my God, I know. He did not look good. He didn't look terrible, but he did not look good. I saw and that I score him, going He looks like Falcons. I saw that score on my way back to my apartment, and I was I did not. It, what was it? They Falcons won by two, uh, 14. Two shows. Yeah. It was 28 to 14. Jimmy G threw two touchdowns, yeah. but also threw two picks. Jeff Wilson had like a pretty killer um, fumble. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, this is my point. Like, this is kind of what my point with Jimmy G is, is like, he doesn't win you games. And if you put him in a position where he has to go out and win you games, what happened is what's going to happen a lot of the time where he's going to make turnovers because he's forced into this, oh, I got to win. And he's going to look like shit. And that's what happened. Like, you're playing a bad team in Atlanta. I don't care. That they're three and three. Atlanta's not a good team. They're not. And that's another team. Like I don't get. There's so many teams I don't get. Like I don't, what is Atlanta? Are they are they like are they I mean, the are they are really one. The are they are really five. bad? Are they like only kind of bad? Maybe they're a little bit like. There's so many teams. Did you? I counted this last night after the Chargers uh, Broncos game. Twenty two teams are either five hundred or worse. Yeah. Like half the team, half the league is like three and three. Yeah. Everyone's two and doing, four. everyone's doing like, I mean, like looking at the, at the Falcons, like, okay. So maybe, maybe they're, maybe they are a decent team, but they lost to the Saints who have not looked good. They lost to the Rams. I mean, they lost to the Saints by one, Rams by four. Neither of those teams that they lost to are good. They beat the Seahawks. Seahawks aren't really that good. They beat the Browns. I mean, the Browns like looked fine at the beginning of the season, but since have looked, I mean, they looked atrocious against the Pats. Then they lost to the Bucs, who I also don't think are very good. And then they beat the 49ers, who I also don't think are very good. <laughs> like, I mean, this is a weird le- This is a weird year with how many teams don't look that good. Um, but, I mean, still, like, the 49ers with the aspiration they have of, like, being a playoff team to lose by 14 to the Falcons, no matter if you want to consider the Falcons a fairly decent team, like, that's still terrible. And, it, like, again, it, it all comes down to Jimmy Jesus not good enough. He is, and he's not a, like we talked about this. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl, and I don't think he's oh. going to win you games. He's going to he's going to win you games. He's going to he's going to win them three. It's going to be insane. I will literally like quit football, like quit fantasy football. I'll never watch football again in my life. If Jimmy G ends his career with three Super Bowls. I'm calling it now. Uh, and but he has to be the starting quarterback for all three of them. Putting that out there, because you never know. No, no, for the whole season. Yep, yeah, yep. Uh, whole he has season. To start the Super Bowl. He has to start the Super Bowl. He has to start the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay, so if he starts and wins three Super Bowls before he retires, you will quit watching football. Yes. That would be so fucking funny. 
like if like you never were able to watch it how would just like lie about everything to you <laughs> well i would still be able to check the score no no nothing can't complete, watch the game. complete media blackout like nothing no, <laughs> no football no football Guess no fantasy no watching it <laughs> okay if, if 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 jimmy garoppolo starts and wins three super bowls yes i will stop i will stop everything football related i will stop everything football related for the, nah, nah, uh, I don't want to say for the rest of my life on like the one hundred percent chance that's of happening. Um, but let's just be real; it's not gonna happen. He, he, like they're not, they're not winning this year. Who knows if he'll be there next year? He's How do bad. you know? They're gonna win. They're they, the the NFC is so bad they could squeak in, and then it's I, time the to Giants shine. I better than them. Like honestly, if you had NFC Championship, oh yeah, Niners, Dude, Giants, the, I'm taking the Giants. The Giants and Jets were better than both of those teams last night. Oh, and that division was supposed to be like the greatest division of all time um, for what like because Denver, for, for some reason, traded all those picks for Russell and paid him a billion dollars for whatever reason. And then everyone thinks the Raiders are going to be able to get over the hump with Carr. Like this, everyone is th- thinking this division was the greatest of all time. That and now terrible. Everybody is already written off both the Broncos and the Raiders. Yeah, those I mean, teams. the. The Chargers aren't written off, but they haven't. I don't think they've looked as good as people would have thought. I mean, with how bad the oh, Broncos no. are, they're not them in overtime by a field goal. No, the Chiefs are obviously. I mean, they have Patrick Mahomes. They're always going to be good. It's not really a question. But right. in terms of, yeah, I mean, in terms of like that division has just. I mean, you went from saying like there could like. I mean, everyone was saying oh there could be four playoff teams from that. Raiders Broncos do not look like playoff teams at all. And the Chargers do, but they don't look as dominant, I think, as people thought they were going to be, where they were going to be, like, competing with the Chiefs for that, like, one seed and, you know, being this yeah. dominant wild – like, being this team that would that would most likely get into the wild card and have a chance to win it all. Now the Chargers look like a team that could get in the wild card, but they haven't looked good enough to win. Now it is still only – what, six weeks in? So a lot can change. The Chargers could pick it up. Anyone could pick it up. Anyone could fall off. So it's it, there's no doubt it's possible. But, I mean, that division went from being, like, what everyone said was by far the best division of football. And now it's not even the best division in the AFC. I think the AFC East is better than that division. I mean, I think both the Dolphins and the Pats are Yeah, right, performance-wise right now. Yeah, I would as say right now the Pats one. and the Dolphins both look better than the Raiders and the Broncos. And right. the Jets and Chargers is debatable. It really is. And then the Bills and Chiefs, like most people would maybe give a slight advantage to the Bills. So, yeah, I mean, that division no, is just. And no, I'm actually, I totally, yeah. like, I'm actually kind of pissed that the Jets don't get Russ. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, their backup's Brett Re- Ripon or whatever the, his name is. Brett Ripon, yeah. And That's one of the guys they one of the guys that have started game. One of the, like, the 12 guys that have started games since Peyton retired. Yeah. So, obviously would i mean obviously he's worse than russ like as how bad russ has looked like there's no way he's better than him mm. um but sometimes there's like those weird ones that just come in and then just win games like you know like they're just like mike that, white. those like mike white popped off but then again with how good the jets defense is they shouldn't be able to get picked mike, apart. mike white um, you never heard of mike white again no as you should he threw the four picks against buffalo you never heard from him again he threw four picks against buffalo he looked absolutely atrocious in the preseason people were calling for it Calling for him uh, when Flacco looked terrible, which, I mean, fair enough, Flacco did look bad, but still, he's not the answer. I would have started him and over Flacco. I mean, yeah, there was a point where, like, if Zach didn't come back when he did against the Steelers, I think I you would have had to have started 
Mike White because Flacco looked terrible. Yeah. Speaking no, of yeah. old quarterbacks, though, my hot take that I told you. I oh yeah yeah you know you, you know what's going on in the in Tampa. I think, and people are people are like oh well they'll get divorced and they'll you know and they'll be fine like no I just don't think Brady has it I think there there is obviously yes those um those the issues the injury concerns obviously like their O line isn't as good as it was last year but the mm-hmm. thing is is nowadays like the like the league is, you need a mobile quarterback to survive in the league, and I I don't think anything's changed. Um, so I think that like with someone with Brady who clearly can't move in the pocket anymore. I mean, he looks like he's he looks like Joe Flacco back there, maybe a little bit better, but like he looks bad. The O line isn't there. They're not going to win with him. I I there's a the, I honestly don't even know if they make the playoffs. Like because like like the thing is, is <laughs> I at think, the point I think they'll make the playoffs at some. I I think they'll figure it out at some point en route to making the playoffs. But I see what you're saying that he looks his age finally. He does like, look I mean, his age. And yeah. and like you could blame it on like, oh well the old line's injured. But with with him saying that, you're admitting that Brady needs the perfect team around him at this point in his career. And it's no slight yeah. on what he's done in his career. It's actually if anything, it's more of a, like a compliment saying he used to be able to win without a perfect team around him. He was that good. Yeah. Now he isn't that good anymore, and I think that's not crazy to say that with the O line being being down. Like, I mean, they're just gonna lose games. Like, their team is good, but their defense has taken a step back, um, and their O line's atrocious. And if, if you know Brady's gonna have pressure on his face all the time, and when you go up against yeah. teams, when if you do make it to the playoffs, you're gonna be going against teams that have really good secondaries. Like, don't get me wrong, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, great, mm-hmm. great duo. But it's not absurd to say, like, you could do decently well against them. And at that point, like, what is Brady going to do? Like, I mean, the run gave me a Fournette, who's obviously good, and Rashad White, who's looked pretty solid. But I think the, I think the problem with them is just the fact that Brady is just so immobile. Like, I, I, and I will say this wholeheartedly, and it's going to be a hot take, and I'm not even a Giants fan. I honestly think that Daniel Jones would be more successful on that offense right now. Because no he'd way. be able to – I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'm, I'm not even a Giants fan. I'm not, even, I'm, not, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying he's better than Brady. I'm saying it because Daniel would be able to move in the pocket more and pick up first downs with using his legs. Obviously, Brady's a much better passer, but mm. I just, I, I, honestly, with how bad that O line is and how the defense revolves around the pass rush, I don't see them being successful this year. If they make the playoffs, I don't see them going very far. And like you could say, no, it's a hot take yeah. and all this stuff. Like, and you can say I'm crazy for saying that, but I just like it's just like you can't survive. Like look, like you watch the Jets, Flacco not being able to move in the pocket was what was the main problem. Like he was debatably throwing better than Zach, which you could say definitely because you know Zach hasn't looked great. Like he hasn't had a lot of passing yards, unlike Flacco, which is you know obviously different because they were down by two scores and everything. But at the end of the day, like you like look how much better like the Jets offenses looked with Zach in there. Like besides you take out the Browns, because that was just an absolute fluke. If you want to be completely honest, like they look so much better with Zach because he's able to move. And I honestly think that almost any mobile quarterback in the NFL would be better than Brady right now because they can't, they, uh, they can't I, block. I know. I know. I, it's a bad mix. Um, that's what that that's like the same exact scenarios with Eli's last year's with the Giants, the battle line and, a, you know, a statue of a quarterback 
Yeah, it's never going to work. Not it really <laughs> I think we, I think we've, that's been uh, well documented over the years in the NFL. Um, and that, that, that's, that's what led to the decline of Eli was that, you know, not having yeah. that great and then offensive you start line. Hit more, and, you start picking up hit, like you, when you start getting hit, you start picking up oh, injuries, yeah. whether or not be major, but still like you're getting banged up. You're 40 something years old. It's going to start hurting a lot more than it did when you were 25, 24. So right. I just, I just don't see, like, I mean, they were what Super Bowl favorites. I mean, I can't even, I don't even see them making it past the first round of the playoffs if they even make. No, it. they'll make it to the playoffs, but they'll get, they're out in the wild card. I mean, they'll make it to the playoffs most likely just because of the fact that they're in an absolute terrible division. Yeah, um, like they're they're winning that division. There's no, there's so, no, there's no chance. Those other maybe, three teams are terrible. Yeah, what, the same Maybe not Falcons, so uh, much New Orleans, but I'm talking like Carolina and Atlanta are. Oh, well, Carolina's bad. bad. Carolina's yeah. best bet is to lose every game for the rest of the year oh, and 100%. just get the number one pick and just whoever it is, whether it's Stroud, Stroud out of Ohio State, whether it's Bryce Young, Bryce Young. whether whether it's someone else who just shoots Will, up the board. Will Levis. I don't. I, I, I think Levis. at the end of the day, it's going to be one of those two kids, Stroud or Bryce Young. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Will as be. far as the long-term outlook Levis of the organization the is concerned, 10, though, they sure. what's that? I said Levis will most likely go in the top ten. Yeah, Plus, like, yeah. I just, I just think one up. of those two kids, Stroud or Young, is going to nah, be the top, the, the, the top guy the one, taken. They'll most likely be the first pick and the second pick. It'll yeah. be Stroud and Bryce Young, yeah. or like they'll be the first two quarterbacks. First two quarterbacks taken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think Carolina's best bet is they they need a full reset, and they got rid of the the head coach. They, they need to trade CMC. I'm, I'll say it. What's that? I said I think they should trade CMC. I think they should either trade CMC or trade DJ Moore. I think they should do one of the two. Yeah, I but think. the thing or is, both. is like they're asking for multiple first round picks. I think for uh, McCaffrey, like you're not gonna get that. You're yeah. not getting multiple first round picks for McCaffrey. He has a huge contract attached to him too. Right, but not even if he had his rookie contract attached to him, like you're not getting two first round picks for any running back. That's not just that's not how no. it works anymore. They should trade. They should trade if they get a first and maybe like a young player that they can try to develop. That's I think that's a win for them. And yeah. and then same with DJ Moore. I think they got they got to get rid of. And the thing is with DJ Moore is they're not going to get that much. He hasn't looked good. Not his fault. And he has a huge contract attached to him, so they're not going to get much for him either. So I mean, uh. at the end of the day, like. They gotta, they just gotta reset, like you said. Trade CMC, trade DJ Moore. They just traded Robbie Anderson after everything that just happened. So mm, yeah, I mean the, the thing they they just need a they got rid of that coach. They'll get rid of the quarterbacks. I mean Baker doesn't have a future there. Neither does Sam Darnold. Matt Corral, who knows what he is, and PJ Walker isn't a legitimate starting quarterback. Yeah, um, I mean it, it, he, it's pretty tough that what who, who, with Sam Howell, right? It's pretty like he's injured right now, isn't he? He's uh, out Matt Corral. Matt Corral is Matt out. Corral. Yeah. He's out for the year, right? I mean that that yeah. that sucks because it's it like if he could have stayed healthy this year, he would be playing. And I I, I think if I think he would start over PJ Walker. Um and I think oh, yeah. like, it would give him yeah. an idea as to what he is. Now, obviously I'm not saying, you know, Matt Corral or Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is even a close debate, but you never know. He could have looked decent, and they're like, screw it, we'll rock with them, trade the first overall pick for, like, an absolute haul. Most likely wouldn't yeah, happen. Yeah, I, I but guess, saying, but, like, they don't... still that off chance that, like, he could have been usable. Yeah, no, I, I, that's that's definitely uh But I'm fair, just saying, I'm, it, I'm... it sucks for Sam, it sucks for Matt, because he will be a perennial backup for the rest of his career. 
Because yeah. the thing is, you, he got drafted last year, his rookie year. Terrible QB situation. He's out for season. So we're going to have the, they most likely have the first overall pick. And they're going to have a choice of CJ Stroud or Bryce Young, who they're obviously going to take. Yeah. And at that point, like, Matt's never getting a chance. Like, ever. Like, he's not going to have a chance. Right. It's not like no. Jordan Love where he's like, oh, maybe. But it's not like Trey Lance where it's like, he's going to be the starter. It's like, you got injured. It sucks for you. But when they take Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, he's the guy. And they and that's just how it's going to be. Unless yeah. he, like, no, does I, I agree. Crazy, but. I, if they get the number one pick, which it's looking like they're probably going to, like, they're using it on a quarterback. Like that's yes. it. That's I mean, it. And they're gonna get rid of. They're gonna get rid of Baker. They're gonna get rid of Darnold. Um, I mean, they might keep one of them as a backup. But I think, yeah. Say they say they get the number one pick and Stroud's the guy. They're taking Stroud, and I think Stroud's the starter from day one. I think yeah, they, they they it's gonna be like a Salah Zach Wilson thing where both come in at the same time. Uh, that rookie, whether it's Stroud or Bryce Young or whoever. Starts day one. It's their team from day one. It's it's a Burrow, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones type of thing where we're they're throwing him out day one. And yeah, it's, it's, it's the start of a new yeah, era. If it doesn't, start. and if it were if it if new the arrow coach, works out, then that's great. If it doesn't, then it it's another rebuild a couple years later. But what, whatever quarterback they end up taking the draft will be their guy day one next year they need a full yeah. restart they need to just start over because that team is that's a lost cause of a team yeah oh that that's disgusting as soon a, as the decline of cam newton started it has been a slow painful i mean we were it, like it wasn't that that long ago where the Panthers no it really isn't went 15 and one and lost. Yeah, that was in in, we were still in college at the time. So that wasn't it, that yeah. far ago. Yeah. We were like 19 and we we're 25 yeah. now. I know it sounds like a long time, but like, Oh, but what I'm saying is like, but it, it was, like it's not like it was 15 years ago where they were good. Yeah. Like they, that was only, that was Ron Rivera. Um, so it's, but they've had this slow death. I feel like the last couple of years, because once uh, Cam declined, then they declined, and then they they uh, they move off of him. They go to Bridgewater. Bridgewater is not really like a clear cut, consistent starter in this league. He's a very yeah. good backup. I think he can start on some teams who need quarterbacks, but he's not like a guy you signed to a long contract. And I think they signed him to like a sixty million deal, sixty million dollar deal. Uh, Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater's deal was like. With the Panthers was, I think it was 60 million for three years or something like that, or maybe it was That's two crazy. years. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know it was that big. Yeah, that this was back in 2020. Um, uh, I forget. Oh yeah, in the 2020 offseason, they signed Bridgewater to a three-year, 63 million dollar deal, and then he doesn't work out, so they get rid of him, and then uh, they try with Donald last year. They realize Donald is basically what he was in New York. And then P.J. Walker and Cam Newton comes back and Cam Newton gets benched because he's no longer good. Uh, and he hasn't seen the field since. And then they they keep Sam. They trade for Baker. They draft Matt Corral like Matt Rule was trying to do everything he could to save his job. And he could and none of it worked out. Not, yeah. And you, you could you could feel bad for him. But like and I do to an extent because the quarterbacks he had were never ever even close to being good enough um to be legitimate starters but you know it's it's that that team needs a full reset 100 percent. 
And it's it's I I could see I could see Stroud in the Panther uniform already. I think he's the number one guy, Stroud. I think he's I think he's a better he's going to be a better prospect than Bryce Young. Yeah, I mean he, he he's looked better this year, so I think that's fair to say. But yeah, I mean yeah, that's their best bet. I mean they kind of have to reset and hope for the best after that, really. Yeah, no, I it's I mean that's look that's what the Giants were in for a number of years. That's what the Jets were in for a number of years. I mean, that the thing of when the Darnold Gase era, they needed a full, they needed everybody gone. Yep. You know, look how different the team looks now. And that was still Joe Douglas. That was still Joe Douglas's, one of Joe Douglas's teams. <laughs> it's like, that's weird to think. You know, they, they, yeah. they went from a Sebastian receiver. They went from Crowder, um, Brashad Paraman and Mims to Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis. <laughs> In a matter of two years, like it had completely just complete, uh, complete uh, 180. But um, yeah, anything, uh, anything we didn't cover. So we got Jacksonville for the Giants this coming week. Jets at Broncos. They're uh, at different times. I know. Should be two wins for for our squads, though. Should be two wins, hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. I'm thinking at least one. I would, I would, I would think one of us definitely wins. I think I'm I'd looking at one. you. I'm looking at you and saying that that, that team's got to win too. Because I think the Giants oh, yeah. have a better shot at Jacksonville than the Jets do at Denver. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean the Jacksonville just look bad. Ah, Broncos look bad too. So mm. should be two wins. I think. I think in my opinion that should definitely be two wins. Mm. Yeah, I, I we're all hoping. We're all, and we'll be lit on the podcast again next week if it does. Oh, yeah. That's the case. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like we always are. We, we have a great time on the podcast. Like <laughs> it's always it, it's fun when there's losses too, so we can complain. That's that's yeah. where it gets great. <laughs> um, but all right, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing your thing as you as we always do every single week. And for those who have listened up to this point, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 121 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host Ryan Honey alongside Robert Letnin. Uh Follow us on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y and at Robert Letnin and subscribe to the podcast listen apple podcast spotify art radio stitcher google wherever you get your podcasts uh talk to you guys next week and uh yeah see you then